great day. You're listening to the podcast, She Who Believes, and I am your host, Vivian Bell, and I am indeed She Who Believes. I want to welcome you to this podcast. We want to always encourage you to celebrate you because you are indeed fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. Sometimes I've thought about that lately. I've really just thought about how we are made in his image and how we are a reflection of him. And his words, he speaks them and things change, they move, they sustain, and we are given that same power and authority. His word says it and I just believe it. Again, I am she who believes. So I want to encourage you that when you look at yourself in the mirror, that you don't go in looking for the things that are wrong, the things that are broken, the things that are, oh, I wish I didn't have this role in the middle or this role in the back or whatever, but go in looking for the God in you, the beauty in you, the beauty in your eyes, the peace in your soul. Look for God in you. And if you can't find any God in you, it's okay because he'll help you. He'll help you. Just ask him to. Ask God to help you. Read his word. Pray to him. He will guide you into all truth. He will do that for you. Well, for those of you who have been with me any time, um, even a short time, or even if you haven't been with me um, on this podcast um, before, I believe the word of God and my she's believe the word of God as well. And so what we choose to do is to declare that word over our lives. We believe that the word is still alive and powerful today, as powerful today as it was when it was spoken and written thousands of years ago. So we declare it over our lives. And in particular, we have chosen the verse Luke 1 and 45. This week, I'll be reading it from the New International Version. Remember that you can read from any version you choose. Um, We have no preference. I switch it up every week or some weeks. So anyways, the New International Version is the version I'm reading this week. And so what we do is we replace the word she, or if your version says woman, replace it with your name and declare it. It's not a chant. It's not a seance. It's not. It is a declaration of who we are, who our God is and how much we believe in him. And how we believe him that our, how we believe him when he says that our belief is counted unto us as righteousness. All right. That should have given you enough time to get to Luke 145. Are you ready? Here we go. Blessed is Vivian who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Wow. So that really settles home for me this week. Um, even more so than all the other weeks. Um, I know that um, this podcast is about faith and about strength and about believing God. But also, I just want to share with you guys that life can happen and things can happen that will make you feel as though what God has promised you won't come to pass or makes you feel as though you should give up or makes you feel as though, man, I'm still fighting. I got to still fight or I'm still waiting for this promise. What I want to tell you is to not get discouraged. Get past your feelings. And I know you may think I don't understand. I promise you I do more than you know. But I've made a decision that my feelings will not have any weight on them. Nothing will outweigh the heaviness, the power and the strength of God's word in my life. I pray that you'll join me in not allowing anything to change how you believe the word of God. Well, what we're going to do right now, we're going to go take a short break and then we're going to be right back. 
Is your car the eyesore in the parking lot? Do you park your car in the garage so no one knows that you live there? Or is the water in your pool green? If any of these things are you, don't worry, our team will get you sparkly clean. Give us a call for your mobile detailing, pressure washing, and full service pool care needs at 727-678-6478 and we'll make your life sparkly clean. and you're listening to the podcast she who believes and i am your host vivian bell and i am indeed she who believes now many of you that know me know that i believe god you also know that i've expressed how i pray for my children's 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 children for a thousand generations to come should the lord tarry now to some of you this sounds very crazy and well i agree my faith is crazy And I am crazy enough to believe God and to take him at his word. And this is why I believe and declare now for future generations to come. You see, God spoke a word and he said, let there be light. He never had to say, I need this many molecules of this or this many molecules of that. He spoke a word and everything to form the sun came together. So... God speaks and his word sustains. It is not a, there. It's, it's timeless. There's no limits to it because it's, the sun is still in the air. It's still in the universe, lighting up the day and the moon is still lighting up the night. The waters are still separated from the land and everything that God spoke into existence still exists. And because I know, I believe, and I trust God that he is outside of time, that he is eternal so that Should this world be in existence a thousand generations from now, God is already present in that moment. So if the God who's present in that moment hears me in this moment, but yet he's standing in the moment with my granddaughter and her grandchildren and my great, 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 great grandchildren. Why can I speak to God now who hears now and then and ask him to bless them? I mean, that's just my thought process. Anyway, I want to ask you, what if you knew that you could actually change things for your future generations? Would that change anything about your life? Would you speak differently? Hmm. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Would you speak life to yourself, thus passing life um, on to generations to come? The life you'd speak would destroy generational curses, generational diseases, all of those things. And that would mean that you not only freed yourself and your children, but your children's children's children. Think about it. Would you ask God for more? 
Would you ask him for more? If you knew that you asking for more now would be a blessing to the generations to come because it would be sustained and it would multiply and be more, become more and more with each generation. Would you ask God for more? Would you go boldly before his throne full of faith, expecting him to bless you and the generations to come? Would you even bless others? For as we give, we shall receive. And so abundantly pressed down, shaking together, all of that. So if we're move, if we're sending that forward, passing it forward, um, yeah, it's what it's called, passing it forward, then what would you do differently? Well, I want to tell you that today is your day. It's your day for change, but not just for you, but for the generations to follow you. Genesis 21:18, New English Standard Version reads as follows. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Huh. Obedience is definitely greater than sacrifice. Obedience also brings great reward. Now, earlier in this particular chapter in Genesis, Abraham was asked to sacrifice his promised son. God made Abraham a promise and he waited many years for it. Man, do I know what that feels like. He waited so long that he and his wife decided they'd help God out. Been there too. (laughs) Oh, don't judge them. As I stated, I've been there and I'm sure you have also, maybe without even realizing it. The beauty of such error is that it doesn't cause God to change his mind about you. He knew you'd do it before the thought made it to your brain. So know that even if you have made a decision that your children and others have seen you make that has made them perhaps question your faith, don't allow that to move you. Know that the transformation of your heart by the Lord will always speak louder than your faults. You see, when others see how you you choosing to follow Christ has changed you, your life and everything attached to you. Your transformation is what will cause them to be curious about this Jesus that we all serve. I also want to speak to you about the words you speak to your families. How you say, how the things that you say to them. Those things can last and just, they can either bless or damage their psyche for thousands of years to come. And you're thinking, what is she talking about? I'll give you an example. If you're a parent who calls your child stupid tells them they're dumb, retarded, or you just say rude things to them. And it may have even been because your parents said it to you and their parents said it to them. But it's time to stop those generational uh, faults because what you do is you leave your child, your daughter, your son, 45, 55, 60 years old, still trying to shake the words that you've spoken over them. Not because they're weak, but because words have power. Words have power. Choose to speak kindly to your family. Choose to speak words of love, even if you feel they deserve otherwise. Well, we've all had moments where we've deserved otherwise, but yet God sings over us. Yet he protects us and blesses us. He says, that one's mine. Oh, I love her. I adore her. I adore him. I'm going to bless him. I'll bless his business. I'll bless his family. I'll bless his ministry again not because we deserve it but because he loves us prove your love to your family by changing the way you speak to them if you are not being kind to them i know that sometimes it appears as though a child or spouse is never going to do what is right 
But I want to encourage you today to not allow what you see in this present moment to dictate what you believe, but that you will speak the word of God over your family, speaking life to every part of them. Speak life to the disobedient child and say, Lord, I want to thank you that my child walks and operates in full obedience to you and to um, their father and I or their wife and I, if you're one of the guys that listen to my podcast. Speak what you want them to be. You know, I was watching, um, I think I shared this before. So I was watching um, this interview and I can't remember who did the interview, but I remember that it was maybe not long after he either got voted in or actually had taken office, but president Obama and first lady Michelle Obama were being interviewed and the person asked them how they met. And so, uh, Barack began to speak about how they met in college, how she was a law student and she was dating this guy who was also a law student and how he, Felt like he he wasn't good enough for her, but he knew he had to have her. He knew that he wanted to just be with her. And so um, he's on and on. He's talking about it. And the guy who was hosting, who was hosting them, who was holding this interview, he looks at Michelle and says, what do you think would have happened had you just um, dated the other guy? Because basically Barack just pursued her until this other guy just was no longer in existence to her. And, um... She said then he would have been the president of the United States of America. And the person on the interview was shocked. And Barack said, now you see why I had to have her, why I had to marry her. Because what she understood was, is that it wasn't just about Barack that got Barack to the White House. And men, this is not a, a woman versus man kind of thing. And Oh, you need us. We don't need you. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that she understood the power of her words <clears throat> to speak over her husband, to support him, to be that helpmate that he needed to get him to the White House. And so she understood that the power that lied within her and she did not wield her power for evil as a lot of women do. Um, that have put a bad taste in men's mouth. Um, but then, but she, she used it for good. She encouraged him. She spoke life over him. She told him that he would be the first African-American president that the United States had ever seen. And he, because she spoke those things, because she was that support to him, he, him being the 44th, I think it's 44th, <laughs> president of the United States of America is now history. You see, speaking a word is so majorly important because you can either speak life or death. The word of God tells us that life or death lies in the power of our own tongues. So I want to just encourage you. I know that during this time where we are all um, more confined to the home with our families, that sometimes our families may drive us crazy. But I want you to consider that you can birth something really great in your family during this time. Don't tell them how much they get on your nerves. Don't uh, let them see on social media how you're talking about you don't want one more day in the house with them. Use every single moment you have left of your children, your spouse being at home to speak life. Speak life to your marriage. Speak life to your children. Speak peace over your home. Speak abundance over your finances. Um, speak life. For the word of God is what 
you want to be fulfilled in your life. So speak it over your life. Well, before I go this week, I want to pray for you. Lord God, we just bless your name. We give you glory and we give you honor. Lord, I just want to magnify you for just being the great and awesome God that you are. I'm asking that everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord God, that your peace will rest upon them, that you will give them a new revelation of the power of their words, of the power of their God that lives on the inside of them and how they are a reflection of you and that they will reflect life, reflect blessings, reflect peace, reflect joy and reflect love. Let us all choose to be the hands and feet of you, our God, and the earth. We thank you, we give you glory, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, until next week, remember to celebrate you and to stretch your faith. I love you, people of God, and I'll see you here next week.